and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and tonight I'm talking with my friend from the Leftover Army and fellow podcaster, Quentin Roberts of the Real Zodiac Podcast. What's up, dude? Hey, thank you so much for having me, Joe. I have been really looking forward to talking to you on the StarkCast. Oh, I'm excited to have you here, dude. Now, I got a question for you right off. Um, did it? How how many seconds did it take for you to come up with your name? Because like, or like <laughs> for your podcast, because it is so beautifully like just you. Like I could never do a show called Robert's Cast. It just doesn't sound right, you know. And <laughs> you were just blessed with Stark as a last name. So I mean, I I am very envious of you. That's all. I, that's all I wanted to throw out there. Dude, I've had moments where I was like, how fucking narcissistic was that that I put my name in the fucking show? Well, my first thought was to call it the Tubby Ninja. But then when I looked like, it yeah, up, yeah, yeah, because that's my Twitter handle. And, right. and when when I looked it up, there was like a pod. And this was this is actually <clears throat> as we're recording this right now. I believe this is like the four year anniversary of Startcast. Holy shit. Yeah. And so at the time that I was like brainstorming a name, there had already been a podcast that, you know, it was like the normal thing, you know, or some podcast that had started like several years before they had like less than 10 episodes and then it crashed and burned. But yep. I was like, well, it kind of still already exists. And, and so, yeah, that, that's how I ended up going to start cast. <laughs> right. Yeah. So thank God for the crash and burn of tubby ninja. Cause I think start cast is a pretty <laughs> solid name, you know, and I think tubby ninja is too. Don't get me wrong. I love your Twitter handle. Um, but start cast is just like, it's strong enough and it goes with your voice. Well, again, I'm just envious that that might be all that it boils down to. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the tubby ninja. I'm Joe. Star. <laughs> I don't know. That, that sounds weird. <laughs> Bro, you gotta check out Tubby Ninja, man. You know, I, I I feel like yeah, that whatever whatever. If that didn't exist, I think you still would have had something really great. But yeah, I don't know. Starcast. I mean, it's just it's like second nature now. Whenever I hear it, I know Joe Stark. <laughs> the Tubby Ninja. It almost sounds like a like a competitor to Panda Express yeah. or something like that. <laughs> The definitely like already Americanized Panda Express. But yes. This is like American Americanized Panda Express. Exactly. <laughs> They're just giving up at this point. Oh, dude. I, I remember that, that Tubby Ninja thing. It came from, I was out rock climbing with some friends a long time ago. And it was this place on private property, but it was like a, a campground on private property. And so they would have these parties there all the time. <clears throat> and we'd built this really big, awesome hiking trail that went everywhere to to go to all the, the places where we'd climb. And so it basically right. was this long trail that just snaked right along the base of the cliff for good distance. Mm -hmm. And um, we were climbing and these dudes were watching. And this guy watched me climb after watching my buddy Troy climb. And Troy was Troy's like a machine. Like he's very, very strong climber. And he climbed this thing that was really tough. And then he watched me climb this thing that in reality is fairly tough also. And then he was like, I was tying, um, on the base afterwards, untying my shoes. I'm hearing this guy talking and he's talking to Troy and he's like, oh man, but you know, when I watched you do that, there was just no way. But then after watching that guy do it, I know I could do this. <laughs> and like my buddy Troy, my other buddy Matt are looking at this guy, like skeptical hippo is skeptical. And Troy's like, I got a harness down in my van if you want to try it. And the guy's like, oh no, 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 no. And then they left and they were like, hey, good on you for, you know, not calling that guy out for basically calling you fat. And I'm like, dude. 
freaking been dealing with comments like that since elementary school. <laughs> yeah, that shit, that shit's been around. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like a tubby ninja. They don't even see me coming. <laughs> and that kind of stuck. Right. Oh, that's good. I and like, you don't realize how, how like, I I've noticed that this digital footprint, you know, is very much present. You know, because I had I made a Twitter. When I think Twitter was kind of brand new, not like brand, brand new, but I mean, I can't even remember when it started. I just know that it just appeared one day. Um, but I was like, all right, well, I'll make a Twitter too so I can do stuff, you know? And um, I just discovered like uh, stuff on YouTube su such as like videos, like continuous videos that you could kind of watch instead of – I usually just use YouTube for music videos and like robot chicken, you know, just <laughs> nice. <swore>. Yeah. <laughs> and then I saw that there's like web series that you can follow on, you know, on YouTube. And so I found um, and with anybody who doesn't know, my my username for Twitter is Chad Vader 14. So <laughs> um, the reason why is because I found uh, these web series called Chad Vader. And it's just Darth, It's just this guy who like is Darth Vader. It's Darth Vader or whatever. But instead of him ruling the galaxy and, you know, just like in the Empire, he runs a convenience store. And like <laughs> it's just like this melodrama that like it, it could pass for like days of our lives. It's making fun of that. But it's all just taking place in this like supermarket. And uh, for some reason, it enamored me to the point where I was like, I'm going to name myself after Chad Vader. And it's been like that ever since and here i am 26 you know i have not gone i think i watched it not recently but then i was like god this is so stupid you know <laughs> like why did i enjoy this <laughs> but it's i just i just kept the name you know because it's somewhat of a conversation starter <laughs> chad vader is just so funny yeah <laughs> you know chad is like it's one of those names kind of like with karen you know, where it's all of a sudden it's been used as like an insult. Because like you'll hear somebody be referred to as, oh, that guy's a Chad. And that's like not a good thing. So it makes me right. feel bad for Chads. I know. It, yeah, it does. And the the funny thing is uh, my, my co-host, her partner's name is Chad. And I <laughs> was like, and at first I was like, oh, no. But I mean, like who, you hear such like bad stuff about chads but man this is like one of the most pure chads i've ever got to know and i'm like you need to be the like symbol for chads because it's giving it's like <laughs> it's they're rubbing your name in the dirt you know so like it's just nice because yeah i don't know that many chads uh to begin with but yeah like chad is kind of the equivalent to karen i would say it's like a like a young adult uh karen you know like the the male version because isn't like Steve, there's like another name for the equivalent of Karen for men, and I can't Kyles. remember what it was. Kyle's, yeah, <laughs> that's the other and, one too, where it's like, oh yeah. man. <laughs> and I know a few Kyles, and they definitely fit the description. So I mean, somebody, <laughs> somebody did their research, and I and I totally commend them for that. Oh yeah, I've known some Chads who are some real douchebags too. <laughs> <laughs> but there was also like really stellar chads out there too like like chadwick boseman like he's a shining oh, example yeah. of chadhood you know that, that's like that's their their beacon that they can strive for exactly and it was so weird because you know like close friends of him would call him chad and i'm just like why is so weird but it makes sense i never view that as people calling him chad i thought he would just go with chadwick you know but um <laughs> you know whatever that that's 
<laughs> beside the point. But Chadwick Boseman is the epitome of amazing Chads. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. It took me a long time before I'm not sad about that loss. Um, well, it, and it, and you know, like, I mean, you've probably been following the news with just like Black Panther 2. Yeah. yeah um, and what a mess that's turning into. Yeah. It's like so many delays. And then uh, Letitia Wright. I mean, no, I don't want to get like political or anything, but I just know that, you know, people are obviously with her against her. And it's just like caused this rift, I feel like. Yeah. Well, and, I, don't, I don't think they expected their their star to be an anti-vax whack job. And so they right, kind of threw yeah. everything like it's like oh shit you know because if you're gonna be if you're gonna be stepping into that role they need to be able to bet on you and count on you exactly. that, that you're going to be you know good for their brand because at the end of the day it's like we all from a fan you know base we love these pictures for so much more than their monetary value but these people who make them they're looking at it that way and if you got a star that's going to create waves and controversies they're mm -hmm. going to separate themselves from them it's it's just business practice it was like when people were so upset with the uh uh the lady who played cara dune oh um on her name yeah. right now. uh care almost said cara dune again um <laughs> Car Car carla Gigino. i don't know i why can't i think of her name <laughs> dude i this happens around podcasts no, all the that's time not, that's not her cara no God, I was security. <laughs> that's gonna bug me so much, dude. Like, I'm not even kidding. Dude. I have to look this up, or else, like, it's all I'm gonna be thinking about, and you won't be able to get anything else out of me. <laughs> no, this happens to me on podcasts all the time, where it's like I'll know something any other time of the day, but I'm recording, my mic's in front of me, and my brain's just like not showing up for the gig, bro. Right? It's Gina Carano. Gina Carano. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> I said Kara at least four times. I made it so yeah. funny. <laughs> Dude, in yes, the last yeah. episode, Billy and I were talking about Boba Fett, and I called uh, Ming-Na Wen. I think I called her Wing-Na Men. And I like realized it after I was like editing, and I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure I also say in that episode that I always get names wrong. Right. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. but I'm just I feel like, like you covered yourself there. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, Nobody's gonna come after you. <laughs> they they know you're a good guy. I, I, I think you're really clear. No, it's just I'm terrible this, with names. That's why this is canceled. Canceled Joe. <laughs> canceled you know. Joe. <laughs> oh my god dude if we'd had if we if twitter would have been around when i was like in high school i would have certainly canceled myself just because it was like right. like i i learned through being stupid you know and so it's mm -hmm. like i come with like this base of oh i want to say something and make people laugh and it's like i got like sometimes you put your foot over the line to find out where it's at and it's like i'm glad there's not a record of that shit <laughs> because oh yeah oh, the amount well, of times i put lucky. my foot in my mouth you know <laughs> Because being a teenager in the time of Facebook, um, especially because I got my Facebook when I was 14 and um, oh, I definitely, wow. yeah. So I was, I was like, you know, hitting puberty, going through changes in everything. And I had Facebook, you know, and I don't know if you like follow me or anything, but like, yeah. I don't really post that much in, in terms of like what i'm thinking because nobody cares but like <laughs> <laughs> it's 
I, I learned very quickly at a young age that that that's just not something I need to do. And for the Facebook memories to show me and remind me every single time I'm deleting, I'm still deleting like Facebook memories, you know, now because I'm like, I don't want that to follow me. I don't I don't want that. <laughs> you know? God. And it was ugh, never. I wish I wish somebody would have like got a hold of my my account and just said, look, this is fine to post. Nobody needs to know about your 15, uh, 15 year old girlfriend's relationship with you. You know, like it's okay to not tell her you love her to everybody on the internet. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, the, the people with the constant relationship statuses are the best on social oh media. Like the, the professing of undying love and all this shit. And then, like, yeah. you know, so and so is in a relationship with so and so. And then it's all, oh, babe, this, oh, babe, that. And then a month later, it's like a different name on there. And it's like, right. wow. Or it's, the, it's complicated. I could not believe that that was an actual option. It's complicated. Like, are you just waiting for <laughs> people to ask you? And, like, if if you don't see any comments, I feel like the next day you post it again, like, hello, it's complicated. Can you guys ask me why? You know, it's just. <laughs> That's just a recipe for disaster. I never understood that option. Oh, yeah, the people that are just fishing for attention on there. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. I'm I'm not about it. But hey, no, if, I, if I don't engage. I, I scroll right yeah. past that stuff. I'm just, I, right. ugh, I don't have the <laughs> bandwidth for it. Oh, and the best thing is like Facebook has this thing where, you know, you can unfollow people. And that has literally saved me from insane. <laughs> it's so nice, especially during like the here I am getting I'm saying this lightly, um, like definitely from the political slash um, uh, viral year that we had in yeah. 2020. Oh, yeah. No, I, oh, I exercised like, that button a lot, too, my friend. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, God, this is how you think? Yeah. I'll just be like, it's over. Okay. But, you know, you, you got to stay in some people's good graces. So you, you hit that unfollow, you know. Yeah. But sometimes like, I just don't need to see your nonsense and be disappointed in you while I'm taking my morning <laughs> shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, dude, that's what you think? Oh, no, mm. that's so sad. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> oh, honey. Yeah. Oh, oh, sweet, sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, dude. So tell me about Real Zodiac. Yeah, of course. Um, so <clears throat> for many people, and this might be kind of crazy to think, but um, I have two things I'll tell you because one of them I've actually been working on. I'm like actually afraid my computer's going to blow up in the middle of our conversation, <laughs> by the way. Um, because If it all does, I'll today, pause it and we'll reconnect. Don't worry about right, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me just get the shrapnel out of my face. But um, so... Let me start with it. I'm getting I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, so the real Zodiac obviously uh, came out in 2019. It was the brainchild of Sean Vernon and I, and you know Sean from the Leftover Army. Yep. Um, he's a he's a great guy. I love Sean so much. Like he, when he reached out to me and said like, Hey, I what do you think about this idea? And you know we kind of came up with the name together, which I think is even better. Than like one person coming up with it and then you just kind of trademark from there but like he wanted to do like a year in the re year in review or maybe that was me it seems so long ago year in review podcast and he wanted to do something with maybe adding like uh some kind of like agenda or calendar so that we weren't doing uh the same kind of genres because 
for me, like I gravitate towards a lot of indie films and especially these Marvel films and DC, some of the stuff, you know, I mean, we're going to, we'll talk about Peacemaker later, but, um, yes, I, I just, I really, um, I, I, I obviously have a niche and so does he, he loves horror. We didn't want to be focused on just one genre, you know? So like we decided let's, let's make it. So it's like a calendar. And so we looked at like the Chinese new year, and then I said, nah, that's that's too much for me. I don't really understand all that, you know. Um, let's let's look at Zodiacs. And so then we just came up with real Zodiac and it was just perfect. Like it just rolls off the tongue. Um, it, it wasn't used before because those two words don't really go together. Um, and so then we kind of based our calendar year off of the zodiac signs and turn those into genres and we had a ball doing that <laughs> nice and uh yeah it was so much fun just like coming up with it always it is always the most fun whenever you're coming up with the idea it's presenting and doing the idea that sometimes takes takes a little bit but we had, <laughs> no, we i had remember so the first fun. time like hearing about you guys's approach and how you were doing it and i was like that's so interesting and it's unique i hadn't heard of any other show like tackling genres like that so i thought it was really cool well, I, thank you, and I really appreciate that because, I mean, I didn't want to riff off of what Pop Culture Leftovers does. Heroes of Noise, they kind of do in the same sense where they, like, talk uh, news and stuff, um, but at the same time, they have, like, an hour or two of just them talking, like, banter, kind of like what we're doing, mm -hmm. and I love it. Like, those two together, like, on a mic, I, I can't get enough of it. A hundred percent, and Steve's got yeah. one of the best laughs I've ever heard. It just Ever. makes me smile. Every time I hear it, they both got great voices for it. And yes. yeah, I love the oh heroes of noise guys. They're the best. Yeah. And Steve, Steve and I, we have a love for Beatles and Dan, like it talking to him is like talking to like a really fun uncle and <laughs> I, it, <laughs> take that with the, whatever way you want, but uncle Danny, um, yeah, I love Dan. And so like, obviously, and then, uh, Steve and Steve and Kova, they do their scenic cast, which they, you know, tackle like four movies and they're the way that they do it. I mean, it is, uh, I love it. Spoiler Steve is again, I just, I'm very blessed to know these people yeah. anyway. So like, uh, <laughs> he just I named three just... great duos in podcasting <laughs> with Brian and Jake with PCL, <laughs> the heroes of noise, then scenic cast guys. Yeah. All but, great duos. <laughs> I know they just, they work together and, um, so yeah, Sean and I, we, we obviously did it for a while and, uh, he just got super busy. He started dating this girl and, you know, she had some, she had like three kids and I straight up said like, dude, have your family. Don't make this like a, you know, like a priority or a headache. And, you know, he just, he worked two jobs. I straight up just told him like, let's, let's just take back. Let's chill out for a minute. I'll, I'll take over the role and all that. And then he's just like, you know what? I just, I think I want a guest. I was like, perfect. And so then, you know, a couple months later, Amanda reached out to me and then Amanda and I took on the show until, you know, recent. Um, and she just again, she just wanted to focus more because she does a, an amazing podcast with Dan and Eric and uh, Tierra, I think is her name. I, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, with uh, the Leftover Army Monsters uh, All Out Attack podcast, but, you know, <laughs> another fun podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love Dan, and so like I, I felt it felt weird because he would he and I would always be like, you know, we're sharing like a host, you know, and it's just it was always great just like talking to him, and <laughs> I, I love Dan. Dan's one of another great guy that I just I, I could talk to him for hours. Um, 
But, Agreed. <laughs> and <yeah>. I have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. If you've been on a show, you've, you've hit that benchmark. Um, <laughs> and like the best way possible. He knows I like giving him shit. Um, but yeah, so from there, I mean, I got a hold of a friend of mine who I recently got in touch with because of uh, like this app we were using called Cappuccino. And it's like a three minute podcasting app where it's it's just like a a little audio log that you can just tell and just say stuff. And so she put the eight of us from whenever we were RAs because her and I, uh, we went to the same college. And we were RAs together. Where'd you go to college? And I went to Murray State. Oh, where's that? Uh, Kentucky. Oh, in Kentucky? Nice. I love Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky's great. I If I didn't move up here for my wife uh, to, you know, kind of live with her and stuff, because uh, I guess that's what you do when you get married, but uh, <laughs> I would have I stayed in Kentucky because I, I love the state. Now I'm here in Missouri, and I mean, I'm still I, – I love Missouri because it's not Illinois, because I'm from Illinois, and I will never go back. You know, because that that state is just effed. <laughs> Where are you at in Missouri? That's really close. I mean, we you border with my state in Iowa. Oh, really? Uh, it's uh, Cape Girardeau, so I'm in the southeast uh, area of oh, Missouri. That that'd be a, that'd be a haul. Yes, yes. <laughs> South Missouri. That's a long ways away. <laughs> right, right. I mean, where are you in? Uh, I'm just outside Iowa. Cedar Rapids. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I wish I was like somewhat at all knowing of what a map looks like because i have no idea where that's at i'm, I'm bullshit, yeah. it's like right uh, in the middle of the state like on the eastern side like i'm only okay. i'm only about an hour hour and a half drive from being able to get to the uh, mississippi river oh shit okay like four hours yeah, I mean, from chicago and like i can drive four minutes uh from my place to the mississippi river right now like there it's there's like a I think Cape for some reason is known for a bridge. I mean, not that well known because I didn't know about it until I moved here. <laughs> um, but like th that's just like their their big hallmark or whatever uh, landmark. Sorry, not hallmark uh, landmark that they use. And it's I don't know. It's like we have a radio station called the bridge and it's just nice. all focused on this stupid bridge. Um, <laughs> but yeah, well, obviously what's under the bridge is the Mississippi. So I, I, I can kind of gauge from there where you are. So I appreciate that. <laughs> so anyway, you're in any land of water. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Beth, uh, she, she's my co-host now and she literally like just asked me, she goes, what's your idea for this show and from, from now? Cause like we've been doing this for almost four years, um, going from Sean to Amanda to now Beth. Um, and so I, overall we have, you know, we have a, a good amount of episodes and, the thing that sucked was it happened to spoiler Steve, uh, our, our place that we would use to house our podcast and to distribute them closed. It shut down. Ugh. Yeah. And so all of those episodes are now gone, like with the feed, because they said to email them, you know, there, I know this is a lot of podcast jargon. I know you'll understand, but you know, <laughs> I people gotcha. don't podcast. I'm so sorry. Uh, I just have to get this across because it aggravates me so much. Um, and so the, the feed just got lost because they couldn't transfer the RSS feed to another platform and they just failed to do it. And then they closed. And so the feed's still there. 
on iTunes and Spotify, but it doesn't work. So we had to make a new feed that I'm using right now, and all it does is have everything from our first episode that we ever did in 2019, and then a jump, or I'm sorry, 2018, like our like right at the end of December, we recorded one that just explained the show um, that Sean and I did is like 30 minutes, and then we just hipped it up to 2022. And the reason why I was saying my laptop is gonna like burst into flames is because uh beth is helping me make a website for the show and right now like we don't have a website we just have facebook so or like a facebook page and then we also have our facebook group um but she's helping me make a website and we're going to be able to house all of our old episodes oh on that's there. rad yeah so like from 2018 all the way to the current episodes they're all going to be on there. Every genre, every episode we've done. So it's going to have all of Sean's uh, episodes, all of Amanda's episodes. And then recently for what uh, uh, Beth and I are doing, um, like I like I cannot I, I shit you not like I, this is probably the most excited I've ever been to be able <laughs> to get this out there. And I'm just I'm super excited for everybody to see it. And we were able to like make it, we were just running into, you know, just kinks in here and there, you know, just how it is. And I, I, we finally got over them. So like the only thing now is just to put everything on there, you know, and that's kind of what I've been doing today. So I've like been nonstop on my computer since like noon today. And I'm super excited. Like I said, I'm just, I'm super jazzed, Joe. Like this is going to be a lot of fun and it, it'll give you an idea. And just to give you an idea of what it's going to be like, I mean, we're going to have an about you page. Um, or about us, you know, with a picture and then like a paragraph about us, um, somewhere we can, you can contact us. Uh, it's going to link all the episodes that we have, um, and break down those. And then, um, the, like the best part is like she, Beth created this like genre page where you literally get to pick on the genre reel and it'll take you straight to just our episodes there. Oh, that's and, really cool. Yeah. Like I, I, I can't, I can't thank her enough for, cause like I always want to do website, but I, I'm going to be honest, I'm stupid. I don't know, understand how to do any <laughs> of this stuff, you know, like I, I felt like I was winning just being able to like post a episode and it leave from there to something, you know? <laughs> so I, I give her a lot of credit and I would be lost without her. She is, and she created our new logo. She does all the Facebook and Instagram posts. Um, She's, I mean, she's just, she's really helping out and we're just, we're trucking along and yeah, we need to get you on because we are having so much fun. And I mean, I don't know. I, it just, obviously the stipulation of having so many hosts, I, I, I like get in my own head and I'm like, I hope people don't think I'm just a horrible person that nobody likes to work with. It's just, it's always been. <laughs> yeah. You're definitely you, getting in your head. I can't imagine anybody yeah. thinking that you're a horrible person. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And I mean, I have I have those people that vouch for me. Amanda and I are obviously like uh, pretty close. Uh, obviously, this podcast was our way of like really communicating. But I mean, I still I love her like anything like she's she's amazing. I never say anything bad about Amanda. And I love Sean like a brother. I mean, anytime he's on here, I'm like, dude, just just, you know, just come back. You know, <laughs> No, but really, like he just he, it's always great seeing him. And because of this, I've met so many people. And I've gotten to hear so many different people's thoughts on just movies. And that's 
that's like the big takeaway from this. And that's what keeps me wanting to come back because obviously you get busy and you stop for a little bit, but this is going to be like the first year that I know that we're going to get through the whole year, hopefully without any hiccups. Um, it's, it's just going to be a lot of fun, man. And I'm, I'm super excited again, just to like unveil this and the website and just everything. So yeah, you caught me on a real high. I apologize. No, it's, it's great, dude. Funny. I'm, I'm really looking forward to recording <laughs> with you guys too. That's, that's going to be a lot of fun. Oh yeah. I, Joe talk. I mean, like, I just, I love hearing your perspective on a lot of things and you, you give Steve, uh, from here's a noise, a lot of credit on his laugh. You have a perfect laugh too. <laughs> Thank so, <you>. don't... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's kind of my, uh, spiel on the show. It's a lot of fun. Like I said, the real Zodiac, you can find us anywhere. Um, but yeah, I'm done. Thank you so much for letting me kind of just do my little power trip there. <laughs> yeah dude no that's that's um i'm really happy to hear that your show's still going strong and um you know, starcast has gone on lots of hiatuses um yeah yeah and i totally get that you know yeah, it's just i mean because sometimes you know especially like with this show with it being one-on-one -on -one conversation like through like 2020 like i went through a lot of rough periods of depression and then mm -hmm. even even during part of 2021 also and so it was like you know some of those it was just the thought of like having a conversation where it was like, I'm not just like bitching <laughs> about yes, all these yeah. things that, you know, feel like they're outside my control and, and they're bringing me down. It's just like, it just, it felt so heavy. And, and I was really happy to get it back on track and then actually getting, you know, like a schedule put together where now I have guests booked for like a few months and hat and, and uh, uh, you know, a few months ahead where it's Isn't like, that a great feeling? It is, and, and it really keeps me on track, too, because then it's like, okay, I know I have this going on. It's not something where I'm just flying by the seat of my pants, and it's like, well, I guess I could send some messages out and see if anybody wants to record this weekend. But then it's like, yeah. okay, you're reaching out to somebody short notice, and 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 also it's like, like I'm to the point now where it's like, if somebody cancels plans with me, it's like, I'm a-okay i'm like oh you right. mean that thing that i thought i was gonna have to do now i don't have to do fucking rad <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so if you leave that in my hands break, dude i i swear it's like if you leave that in my hands like i might get lazy and just be like ah fuck it there's not gonna be an episode this week and now that i have this schedule it's like you know like leading up to this like i can't just get lazy and text Quentin and be like, eh, it's not on tonight. Like, no, I, I'm, I would never do that. And so it's like, right. you know, it helps keep me on track. And, and earlier, I think I said four years, it's actually the five year anniversary of this. And this is episode 101. So it's like, that's some long breaks. that <laughs> took me oh, five dude, years I'm... to get a hundred episodes. In the <laughs> but you hit it. You hit the hundred mark. And yeah. the fact that you did it with Billy, like I, I'm and Billy probably knows this by now, but I'm in love with him. I think that he is one of the <laughs> coolest people ever. And I, I, I told him like when he was on our show, he did a nightmare before Christmas with us. Oh, nice. Um, just a few weeks ago. And he was talking, I, you know, I told him like, Hey, let everybody know where you're, what, what you're doing. And he talked about the reality guys. And I felt like, I, I felt like I needed to hold back a little because I was like gushing, you know, cause <laughs> Billy's like, great. I don't I don't watch those shows, but I love listening to their show so much. Like I just have it on in the background. Um and I just I love it because it's it's something I'm not familiar with, but they are so like um 
passionate about it and just seeing people in their like prime in their passion like aura is just amazing to me and makes me just like fuck yeah dude do it but yeah billy <laughs> one of the greatest guys ever i'm so glad that you know he keeps himself pretty active in the leftover army so um yeah i'm i have nothing but love for billy <laughs> Yeah, I, I I had a great time talking with him. I look forward to getting him on the podcast again. For really, sure. Really hey, cool I'm looking to. forward to you getting him on the podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was suddenly just reflecting back to the first time I met you, and I was like, "You were painted green and dressed like the Smart Hulk." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, believe it or not, that's how a lot of people like. That's their only image of me, you know. And you gotta I love hated... meeting face to face for the first time at a comic con. <laughs> I'm sitting there, God, I I will tell you the the cool thing about that was obviously yeah you got to cosplay and everything, but dude, I fucking hate having a clean shaven face because I look like a bowling ball. Oh, you know? I can't do it. I've had a beard uh-huh. for like like half my life now, to where it's like no, it's it's here to stay. Right. Yeah. I told I told my wife that I said, look, if I ever come close to saying I need to shave it off, like just, just don't let me do it. You know, I can't even think of anything. can't even think of anything drastic right now because it's not going to happen. You know? Oh, <laughs> like, my God, dude. I have this picture of me somewhere. And this is it's an old picture because it was the kind that you'd have to actually go and get developed. And, what's that? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, exactly. Right. But like I had like just shaved. And like my face was so fat and like my, my, the, my hair gets like really curly when it gets long. I, like, I feel that I'm there, dude, I have the same wig. <laughs> and like, this was like early, early two thousands. And so like my hair, when it had been short, I got it to where it was like, you know, maybe like a, like a half inch or inch on top. And then I had right. frosted tips. Right. And then Ron it got really, re- yes, it got really, really long. And so it was very curly, like half blonde. And then I shaved my beard off and that fat, pale face and that gross ramen noodle hair. And I kept that picture for a long time because I was like, this is my inspiration to never fucking shave again. <laughs> Put that shit on your beard. Make uh, that your lock screen. Like anything to get that to not. Yes. Happen. Yes. Just like burn that in my memory. Hilarious. Like, ugh. And and my wife even told me, she's like, you look like a giant 12 year old. When you shave, like you, you need facial hair to like, look your age. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> I could probably God. shave and go get carded for cigarettes or something like that. <laughs> Joe, I want you to know, like, if you ever have the urge and I'm not saying you ever will, like, just contact me and we'll, we'll get through this together, <laughs> you know, because, you know, you have like a quarter life slash midlife crisis. And sometimes you're, you're thinking on the edge, like, and maybe, maybe I do need to need a change. We're not going to do it. Okay. Dude, it, it had been really, really long to the point where I could like gather the whole beard up in my fist and there would still be, you know, hair sticking out the bottom of my hand. And I put the one inch guard on clippers and trimmed it down that short. And it's like, it's wild wow. to like have it, it be this short now. But then I'm like, you know what? One inch looks pretty damn good. I'll just never, ever go shorter than an inch. Right. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like I, I would love to think that I would look good with a big ass beard, but I, I'm just going to go ahead and show my hand a little bit. I'm too fucking lazy to like make sure that it is kept every single, every single day, you know? Because <laughs> well, mine was so long. And, yeah. Mine was so long and bushy to actually get it shaped to like make it look good. It was, it was beyond my meager talents, 
you know, right. no, as a I barber, agree. I would have needed to go somewhere. And it's like, mm, right. I, I haven't actually gone and sat in a barber chair in so many years because like as soon as I got my own pair of clippers, it was just like number three guard everywhere and I'm done. <laughs> you know, I'll put That's a number great. one no. guard on and, and like shorten up my eyebrows so I don't look like two caterpillars racing across my face and then I'm done. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I really do. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, dude. Um, speaking of cosplaying, though, I had this great idea that it would be really fun to cosplay as an eagle at the next C2E2 and go around and hug every peacemaker that I see. Oh, but it's my like because God, of COVID dude. and stuff. It's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it ruins a, a great fucking joke. Right. Oh, man. I didn't even think about that aspect. I, I think that, like, you know what? Th- this show will probably have multiple seasons it better um oh i hope so too Eagly's gonna be a big big part of it if he dies we riot that's all i'm saying oh yeah yeah protect Um, eagly at all costs (laughs) right yeah so i peacemaker's been a revelation for me i've loved every single episode so far right yeah okay but i will say i haven't been i I haven't had the chance to watch the newest episode that just came out so i that's good that's all good yeah Cause like I like I said I've just been super busy with just getting this stuff ready, but um, like the three episodes that we got, I, I guess at launch, um, I just dude, and I said this in you know the real Zodiac group, um, I just was not game to watch this. I just did not think it looked good, and I thought Peacemaker was fine in the show or in the movie, um, but like I just I didn't know how a show would go with just having him as being like the focal point and God, was I wrong? Like as soon as like that first fucking like opening came on, I was hooked. And like, I, (laughs) (laughs) my friend was like, Hey man, do you want to hang? I said, no, I I don't. I, I, I'm, I got stuff to do. And he's like, what are you doing? I said, I just found this show. I really got to watch it, you know? And like, if you could leave me alone, please. Cause you're taken away from it. Like that's how, <laughs> how obsessed I got. And dude, that second episode of Peacemaker was by far like some of the best TV I've seen in a while. Just that's him so and his fucking underwear, you know? And, oh my <laughs> Dancing God. Dancing in that girl's apartment. <laughs> yes. Oh dude. Everything about it was just like perfect. And Jennifer Holland, uh, she didn't. I feel like she didn't really have that big of a presence in uh, the Suicide Squad. I'm loving her character in this. Oh, is that Harcourt? Yes. Sorry, yes. Oh, she's fantastic. It. Yeah. Yeah, and I love I, the way that she delivers the lines. I'll, like, she'll like say something really snarky without looking at him, and then like as she's saying the last words, then she'll look at him. Like the way she does that delivery, it's like. It's just dripping with, with, with like this venom. attitude that's just fantastic. Yeah. yeah, she she really she's one of my favorite. I mean, honestly, I I think I said this. Like, I want to follow everybody's freaking character arc in this because I'm having so much fun with these characters. And um, I mean, I love I I, I love uh, the new girl, and I I know her. For I can't think of her first, but Adebayo. Um, I love her. I think she's she's a great great like entry to this. Um, I just can't think of her first name for some reason. Uh, Danielle Brooks. Oh, is that it? Yeah, as Leota. Uh, Leota. Yeah. Thank you. I was trying to remember what that was, but yeah, she's 
she's super funny and it's good having kind of like obviously she's kind of our entry character for this because this is all new to her but considering that she's also amanda waller's uh daughter oh yeah i loved that i thought that was a delicious twist yeah i i was like okay this shit's getting crazy especially because she seems to be such a good person you know i know like i want to see who this dad was you know (laughs) right he's got got to be like mr rogers or something (laughs) to balance out the fucking evil that is amanda waller like holy shit oh how how good has freddie stroma been as vigilante dude i cannot believe okay so let me let me ask you ask you a question for your question. Sorry, but uh, have you seen Super? Uh, no. Okay, so that was my introduction to James Gunn. Most people, it was either Guardians or Slither, which he did even before uh, Super. Uh, Super was in between Slither and Guardians. Okay, and it had uh, Rain Wilson, and uh, it was. He was then Ellen Page, but it's Elliot Page. Um, yep. And then Kevin Bacon as the villain. Oh, and nice. Yeah, Kevin Bacon was, plays, a, plays a good villain, dude. It, oh, dude. <laughs> just, just bear with me. That is like one of the coolest. It is like a low-budget kick-ass. But it is like... Nice. It, it takes the street-level crime and just like guys in suits to a new level. And that is where I think everybody is getting their taste of vigilante is because super was so good. And, um, so I, I advise you, if you like vigilante and this goes to everybody, please check out super. I think it came out in 2008. And like I said, it's got rain Wilson in it. Um, great, great soundtrack as well. Like I fell in love with it. And I mean, James Gunn, he's like a guru when it comes to music. So, like always, you know, Wigwam, I could not believe that song was like the opener. And also like they had a dance sequence. With it that- Oops. Do you really want to do you really want yes, to yes, yes. <laughs> When that comes on, I, I hope to God and I, I very much will. The Leftover Army get together. Let's do the routine. And it's just going to be rock and roll. <laughs> I know I posted that in the page and then I'm like, no, this is this is just an idea for other people. Like I have no dance moves. I have I have no rhythm. <laughs> I, I don't have a wall with a big mirror on it to practice in front of. Right, right. I, I'd you have know, to go out just... and get a water bottle of those big sock things. I'm not prepared. Right. No, I. You know what? You got a little time. I think it'll be be. Uh, we can do it. We can do it. We have time. <laughs> My wife's always trying to get me to do TikTok dances with her. I'm always like, hard pass. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I love you with all my heart, but that's where it has to stop. I I can't dance on film. I'm just. It's not going right. to happen. <laughs> that's so funny. Um. I'm like, will so- I dance for my cats? Every day is tribute, but I'm not yes. on video. i i'm curious though because you know you you have this you have you you have a general love for uh james gunn right oh yeah yeah i mean his his guardians movies are some of my favorite mcu movies i absolutely loved suicide squad uh i'll be checking out super absolutely that sounds fantastic definitely um did did he do did he do brightburn also he i think he produced it maybe he wrote it. it Uh, I can't, I can't really put my finger on it, but I mean, I know that was, 
that movie was crazy. I mean, it was it was really interesting to watch, but it I felt like he left his thumbprint on it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there there's just hints of the gun attitude that you got. And I mean, I got to I got to tell you I, like he's representing St. Louis, you know, cuz uh that's basically where I'm from is St. Louis. So <laughs> nice. you got to love it, you know. Um I think I think he's just I'm just so glad that people got over the whole thing and i know that was like a huge thing for a while just like with twitter going back to twitter oh yeah well and his was total bullshit too because it's like you're gonna go way back into the past that'd be like if somebody went into my facebook to like 12 years ago and they're i didn't like that you said this back then it's like motherfucker do you think i'm still the same person i was 12 years ago are you like no yeah it's like come on and that's like i and for me uh, I was very not hopeful that he was going to come like be reinstated. And that's not because I didn't care. I mean, I cared a lot, but I just, I knew how it went for a lot of other people that this happened to, you know, when you dig up the past. And so I was like, I just had to realize, okay, this is, you know, the bed that he made, even though it's like you said, total bullshit. Yeah. But like, well, and it kind of goes back how? to what we were saying earlier with the, you know, these, these entertainment places that are putting out these movies, it's for money. And so if all of a sudden they think, Oh, James Gunn is bad for business. We have to get rid of him. And it's like, "Mm, it wasn't the real fan base that was saying this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, um, uh, you know, just long story short, I'm so glad that he got reinstated and it's just the only thing that I, I'm still like curious about because he was going to be in charge of the uh, cosmic universe for Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I just I don't know. Yeah, I, I was excited so about that. DC, you know, and I know he's do he's filming Guardians right now, Guardians three, but it just makes me wonder because I I just I really feel like what we would have gotten in terms of cosmic stuff that we've had so far would have been different. You know what I mean? Like Eternals, I feel like might have been a little different if like he was, you know, because he was supposed to be the Kevin Feige for the cosmic universe there. Yeah. And and I don't think that's going to happen now. And and quite honestly, seeing the sort of stuff that he's able to do in Suicide Squad and now in Peacemaker, it's like if Warner Brothers is going to roll out that kind of red carpet and let him play in that kind of sandbox with that kind of freedom, he might not come back And, and actually fuck, he might end up being a bit of a savior for the DCEU if that's the case. Yeah, I, oh, I I would love to like kind of gauge your opinion on this because, I mean, you you're, you seem like uh, you, you like DC pretty pretty well. And I, I enjoy it, but I am only like watching movies. I haven't really dove into the shows like CW. That is not on my radar at all. Oh. I have not seen any of those. <laughs> Um, there's a few of those that are shining gems though. Like the first two seasons of arrow, the first two seasons of the flash, those are really, really solid, but then they just devolve into this CW like relationship melodrama. That's and also the seasons are far too long, but the first two seasons of both those shows are definitely worth checking out. My wife loves them, you know, and she, she will watch shit religiously. That woman, God bless her. I don't know how she does. Like I'll, I'll literally like 
see what she's watching. She, she, uh, I, I got her into Shit's Creek. Thank God, you know, oh, because that Schitt's show Creek. is <laughs> just beautiful. I said you need to check the show out um, because the only reason I knew about it was because of Brian, and um, I said just check the show out. I promise me, I, I promise you, you'll love it. And you know, <laughs> I think she started season one, episode one. We watched it together. I said, all right, what did you think? And she goes, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. And then like I don't know, like two weeks later, I was like, so how are you enjoying Shit's Creek? She's, I'm done. I was like, what do you, what do you like? That's first incredible. Season? She goes, no, I'm done like, with the show. Because like she doesn't sit down and watch TV. She sits with her iPad and that is like her only mode of like media. She just does everything she needs to do. That woman can multitask like no other. If like I'm talking to you, but I'm trying to like text her, I'll start saying what I'm or I'll start texting what I'm saying to you. <laughs> yeah, no, my her. brain doesn't work like that either. I can't, yeah. I can't I talk. Well, I can't talk one <laughs> sentence and write another. Like, oh my God. Those people that do that, they should all have Nobel prizes. Cause what the <laughs> hell, you know, like <laughs> that is not me, but yeah. So she's so good at multitasking and she's like, obviously, uh, a perfect woman in my eyes, but yeah, she can <laughs> burn through TV shows, movies, like anything she saw in Conso, I think four times already. Like she loves, she just swallows this shit, this stuff whole. And I'm sitting there, you know, it takes me a while to watch. Like I'm only on season four of Seinfeld. I'm doing a whole rewatch oh, or fun. not even rewatch. Sorry. Just a watch through. Cause I haven't seen them all continuously and it's taken it's taken me like six months to get through four oh, yeah. seasons no it always takes me forever to watch shows too um God, we've been watching the morning show lately and we still haven't finished that first season and then we're also re-watching the first season of jessica jones and that got put on hold for the morning show right and yeah and now we've thrown peacemaker into the the mix also <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I well, I, I know we're supposed to talk about DC. Can we? I want to go back to that, but uh, right now my wife and I are watching Book of Boba Fett, and I kind of oh, wanted yeah. to talk to you about that. Oh yeah, yeah. What have you been thinking of that? Um, so I think I'm starting to understand where some people are just getting like a little too not not Star Wars fatigue. I like the characters a lot. I like Boba Fett. Obviously, I'm glad he's like make. I, I like Tamora Morrison. I think that's his name. Uh, I think he's phenomenal as Boba Fett. He was great as Jango Fett. Um, but something about this show is just so weird to me, and I don't know if it's just because like this is our th second show for Disney Plus, and we're still stuck in sand. But <laughs> like, I think that might just be. I like. I I'm tired of seeing i guess these greatest hits and then like that's kind of all we're stuck on like we're i didn't like how he came back to the sorrow all right i'm sorry this is spoilers have you seen it oh yeah okay yeah okay. and spoilers spoiler content for it'd be the first four episodes now of boba fett right sorry yeah. about that no I it's all good that. i'll, I'll um, put it in the show notes too Perfect, perfect. Yeah, I didn't like that he went back to the Sarlacc pit. And I understand why he did. But, like, I didn't want to see that die or oh. whatever. <laughs> that, like, upset me because I'm like, this is like a staple in Star Wars, you know? And, like... You just had to watch it die. <laughs> I did. And, and, like, obviously he used the cool-ass, you know, thermal detonator that he has. Like, I that, love that the bomb. sound that thing makes, too. Oh, fuck. And hearing it in the sand was like, Whoa! But immediately I'm like, oh, no, 
<laughs> the Sarlacc <laughs> is dead. Like that shit is they just gone. marked the star yeah. the Sarlacc. <laughs> yeah, and so it's just stuff like that. I'm like, oh man, I wish they didn't really have to do that. But at the same time, I mean, it's just John Favreau and uh, I'm sorry, Dave Filoni. I, I it's him, right? Dave Filoni. Yeah. Uh, they're just they're having a heyday and I appreciate how much they're enjoying this. So like I'm going to get off my show box because I am feeding into, I guess, the the mindset that I hate when it comes to people shitting on the sequels. And I'm not an apologetic like a, I'm not apologizing for the sequels. They some of them are just the, the decisions made were just like, why, you know, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're just, they're done. Like that's, that's, that's it. That, that's the well, content we have now. The sequels show the consequences of going into a multi picture like project without any sort of outline or like having no, like, yeah, a, you're a, right. And like, it just seems risky to me to be like, okay, well, because their original goal was like, we're going to bring in three different directors and they're all just going to pick up after the next one. And it's like, uh, it, 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 for whatever reason, it didn't work. Like, and like, I personally, am one of the people who love the last Jedi. I think, I think it's great. I, I like it when an author yeah. can, can do things where they subvert an audience expectations. And I feel like the last Jedi did that a lot. And they, they set up all this really interesting ideas. And then having JJ come back and do rise of Skywalker, he just kind of wiped it out. Cause he was like, no, 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 no. We need to go with the ideas that I had left on the table you know, right. at the, like at the end correcting. of Force Awakens. And and so it's like, it, yeah. it just felt, and, and man, there were just some choices in Rise of Skywalker, but there's some really great stuff in it. Like the, the that little uh, Baba Frick droid. Oh, or that yeah, little dude. He wasn't a droid, <laughs> but like the droid, you know, like mechanic or whatever. Like Tinker, I, yeah. yeah, like I loved that character. Um, like there's, you... there's some things in the Rise of Skywalker that I absolutely love and other stuff just know where I'm like, Oh, it just, yeah. it makes me feel cringy. And, and that's kind of where I'm at with book of Boba Fett. Like, I feel like the highs in it have been really fucking great. Like, right. Like all the stuff with, with, um, black Chrysanthemum. I'm very excited about them bringing that character because I'd read him so much in the comics, um, with, with different star Wars books. And then also in Dr. Afra. uh, he's just a really badass character and seeing him in live action was just so cool. And, and, you know, now that he's like teamed up with Boba Fett uh, in episode three, when he gets that um, that new. Uh, oh, what the what the hell's the little creature, the big creature that's under there? I'm like blanking. On oh, it right Rancor. Now. Yeah. When he gets that new Rancor and he's talking and then we get Danny Trejo in it. And yeah, it's that like, beautiful. you know, they, they make this promise that it's like at some point we're going to see Boba Fett in full armor riding into battle on the back of a rancor and it's gonna be totally badass. And like, that puts me in mind of like two little kids back in the early eighties with their star Wars figures playing and coming up with this little boobies riding the rancor, you know, type stuff. And like, that's kind of like what it feels like. Some of this stuff they're doing is it's like, they're like, they're taking these really wild, great ideas and coming up with these great narratives with, and with stuff like, you know, they did it over and over again in the Mandalorian and it's like right. Boba Fett just seems to be a little bit more hit or miss, but man, the hits have been great. And the misses like that, that street gang was with the mods. Like, I don't know God. if they'll, they'll ever grow on me. And yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's like Blade Runner, you know, <laughs> like I don't, I don't need Blade Runner in my star Wars, you know, like uh, not to totally cut you off. I'm sorry. No, I, it's okay. I just mentioned that, but 
I, I think you are totally right. And I might just be sour on it for some reason, just because I don't know if like I'm just in a Star Wars mood, you know, and it just might just be the overload of content that we've been getting. I mean, before Boba Fett, I was like the only thing that I was living and breathing was Spider-Man you know and <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, and right yeah and you know i mean everybody who knows me knows that and um look i'm not apologizing for it i mean i was just super hyped and rightfully so look what we got mm. and so yeah like i think i was just such on such a high with that that like i don't i don't know if i had room for star wars but um i don't know like if you play video games but like my wife and i um we just we just got the announcement that Lego Star Wars the Skywalker saga is finally coming out after it being announced when we got married in 2019. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's now got a release date and you know it got delayed so much because of the pandemic and um like I'm go- getting like yesterday when we were watching uh Boba Fett I was like fuck yeah you know like i was like this is it we're back you know and i i was it, it felt like my mojo was back like i was awesome <laughs> power. you know like i just i had this love i was like we need to rewatch all these movies we need to watch the mandalorian again let's start the clone wars i like just started going off and like my wife loves star wars and i don't know what i did to deserve her but like she's like thank god yes you're back and we're just <laughs> we're just loving it <laughs> that's so, awesome yeah, I think I, I seriously did like the Boba Fett episode uh, that we got this week. It, the Sarlacc was the only thing I was like, oh, man, I just hate to see that creature go. But I cannot wait for more Cassantin, Kersantin, sorry. And with the possibility of uh, getting the Mandalorian to come back, I think that's going to be really cool. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. That's the muscle they're bringing in. You know, they had that music yeah. cue at the end of it. And it's like, oh, shit. And imagine, imagine imagine if 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 din jaren brings um those other mandalorians with him oh dude like oh my god that would be so badass yeah because i feel like with the trailer that we got we've seen most of what is in that trailer so like now it's just room for whatever whatever's next exactly and 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 you think if din jaren's showing up there's no way that bo katan's letting him out of her sight if he's still carrying around the dark saber. And so oh it just, it God. feels like, like she's going to be in it too. And like, you know, her little cadre of Mandalorians, and that would just be so badass. You got Boba Fett riding into battle on that Rancor. <laughs> Bro, just get out of here. And, the, and I, then the other Mandalorians oh. like jetting around and just taking out the right. pikes full scale. Like, Oh man. Yeah. I, dude, I, and I think, uh, Brian's been sharing stuff on BCL through Twitter and Facebook about like the Crimson Dawn. Yes. I was just going to say, do you think we'll get Amelia Clark in this? I think we'll get Amelia Clark and I think we might actually get a little, uh, mall. Oh, Oh, wait, that'd be interesting. Um, would we get, isn't he dead? I was gonna say he should be dead by this point though, because he was actually, he would have been dead before new hope. You're right. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I like I said, I haven't followed. Didn't he die in Rebels? Uh, yeah. Spoilers for for Rebels. Yeah, sorry, I've um, never seen it. I've never o- seen Obi Wan so. and oh, it's a great episode. Obi Wan and Darth Maul uh, meet in the desert on Tatooine, and they have a, a final duel, and Obi Wan okay. finishes him off. Gotcha. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, that's not like a. I I'm I'm glad you said spoiler for for that because I mean I I I didn't know for sure and damn not damn it 
I, I thought we were going to get him, man. I thought we were going to get some mall action, but that's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with Kiara because Amelia Clark is. <laughs> yeah, whew, I, I think Solo 2 is what would have would have held the promise of getting more mall. And it just yeah. wasn't enough of a crit. I mean, because Solo 2 or Solo does have a, a, a pretty diehard fan base of, of fans who really loved it and would love to see a sequel. And can I tell you something? I'm part of that. <laughs> I didn't. And I didn't hate and, Solo. I thought it was entertaining. I I'm gonna tell you, and like this might be so fucking ass backwards for what I've just said about Boba Fett, because like that was overexposure of Han and Chewie. I feel like uh, Solo was like we didn't need it. That movie just didn't need to happen. You know? Yeah, agree. Like, it was it was absolutely unnecessary. <laughs> and that was another right. one where it had some great highs, and then the lows yes. in it, like the. The the Imperial officer being like, you're alone, solo. Like, no. I seriously could not believe that that was. I was like, this is where we're going. And that was like the first like 15 minutes of the movie. But um, I like, okay, so one of my favorite Star Wars like moments slash scenes is in that movie. Like across everything I've ever seen Star Wars related. And it's the um, the Kessel Run. Like that is yeah. one of my favorite scenes like ever that I've ever seen in Star Wars. I was randomly just thinking of that scene the other day. That's funny that you bring that up. That, that's kind of my high point from Solo as well. Like, I loved that yeah. scene of, of how they conceptualized it. Because it's like whether whether it was just a mistake by George Lucas with him writing that, you know, oh, it's the ship that did it and, you know, blah, 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 parsecs. It's like, well. It's just a line. It's, it was it's like that's like saying, so many years. Yeah, that's like saying, yeah, I drove to Chicago and it was 400 miles. <laughs> Right. Well, I made it and I made it in 350. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> but like George totally Lucas, there, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, He's not infallible. Like he's made some, some pretty famous errors and stuff with it. And then gone back in later interviews and probably like, nope, that, that wasn't that. That, that didn't happen. <laughs> I, I knew all along. I knew from the start Vader was going to be Luke's dad and, and him and Leia were sisters. I'm like, I don't think you knew that from the start, bro. I think when you wrote episode four, when you didn't quite know that yet. No, no, he didn't know what he was like beholding. But did you ever hear, I think, I think it was an interview or something, but like, did you ever hear him talk about how he um, was writing the Phantom Menace? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) But I immediately want to know more about this. He, um, there's two instances. I'll give you, I'll give you the first one. He had, a notebook, a yellow, you know, notebook. <laughs> and he had his pen and he put the Phantom Medicine down. He goes, and then he goes, now I just need to write a story. And he looked at the camera when he said it. But he said in an interview, <laughs> that's just right there. I was like, okay. But so like, he, he came up with the title before then he wrote the. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but uh, he said, the Phantom Menace was like, writing jazz you know it just kind of like builds and expands and closes and you just don't know where you're going we felt that george we <laughs> felt that the trilogy as a whole was like writing jazz we didn't know what the hell was going on either you know <laughs> but it happened it ended you know it's just like the i i'm just gonna say this like the first and second movie should have been like combined into one and then spread out the Clone Wars into two movies. You know? Oh, that would have been great. Yeah, they because like, <sighs> sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say when you think of like when I think of the Clone Wars, I think of the animated series, 
which is right. so great. It has so many great storylines in it. And then you think of Attack of the Clones and you're like, oh, it's easily the weakest of the prequels. Because nothing happens. <laughs> like nothing of importance, I should say. Just like it's it's so bad. Like I it, the like my ranking for worst to best in the prequels is Attack of the Clones, then the Phantom Menace, and then Revenge of the Sith. And sometimes I think Phantom Menace is better until I remember Jar Jar Binks. Like I forget about him <laughs> every time I watch this fucking movie. And when he shows, I'm like, oh, that's why. You know, <laughs> like there he is. <laughs> but like I I love I love Phantom Menace. I think it's a fun movie. It's boring in the middle. It really is, especially when they go back to sand. You know, but yeah. like we got the pod race, you know, that was a lot of the fun. pod race was very cool. And the only thing we could really kind of like compare that to for episode two was like the Coliseum shit, which, you know, it's not 300. I just don't care. You know, I didn't care for any of that. And uh, Geonosia was just kind of a weird planet planet or whatever. Or is it Ge- Geonosis? I can't remember what that was planet was called. But uh, that's where we yeah. get the great. <laughs> Hello there, General Kenobi. <laughs> no, that's Utapau, dude. That's a that's not on. Okay, I'm I'm. It's been too long no, then since I revisited him. <laughs> you're, I'm not. I did not mean to like totally correction correct you at all. I just no, it's okay. Just, yeah, episode three. That was episode three because that's my favorite iteration of Obi Wan Kenobi. Is episode <laughs> three. He's such a badass in that movie. You know, and he's not like Space Jesus in episode two. He's like a full on, like amazing guy. Oh, I love, I loved Ewan McGregor and I'm so excited for him to come back. Oh yeah. I'm looking forward to his series. That ought to be pretty good. But we're back in sand. Dude. But, that's but what I mean. Again, like, I'm that's just... like, well, yeah, back in sand. Maybe there's going to be high highs and low lows again with Obi-Wan. Right. I mean, I mean, it, at, at least we sand, know it's going to have like a really strong lead though. Because oh, yeah. I, I think maybe some of the problem with Boba Fett is that so much of the character's appeal was in his mystique. And so the more they peel back those those curtains and show us of the character, it's like you really got to come up with epic stuff because you're competing with with the the appeal of, of the mystique. You know, the 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 less, you know, you know, sometimes less is more. And, you know, with a character that didn't get much screen time and it was more just kind of based on the look, he didn't really have that many lines. And yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely for what's come out so far. It's definitely hit or miss with the fan base. You know, it's not a resounding success like 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 the Mandalorian was from the start. The yeah. And I, I think you really just like hit it on its head because. I think that's probably a big reason. And like me personally, I'm 26. I didn't grow up watching Empire Strikes Back and seeing Boba Fett like for the first time. You know, I didn't get that. I got Jango Fett getting his head, you know, cut off by Samuel Jackson. And, (laughs) you know, I felt like that almost was a little too much overexposure for whatever, you know, they're not like technically Mandalorian, but um like just seeing seeing that and he, like I felt like Django Fett was the answer for Boba Fett, you know, because we didn't get all that time with Boba Fett because he dies and or sorry, quote unquote, dies in Return of the Jedi. And so 
yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it's to me, it's just like a little bit of overexposure. And I, I just, I want a series. And I talked to my buddy about this. I said, I want a series where it has nothing to do with the Skywalker saga, like anything to do with it. Like I want new creatures, new planets, new characters, just do something else, you know, show us a part of the galaxy we've never seen before. And I just feel like we're not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. And I, I do think it's funny uh, seeing uh, Boba Fett's like brilliant white veneer of uh, <laughs> uh, veneers. <laughs> I, yeah, you, I definitely comment on that shit. It is like that episode of Friends where Ross gets his teeth whitened. <laughs> it is so, and in the desert, they shine so fucking bright. It's like it's so eating funny. glasses. The meme where he's sitting on that, that's, um, where he's sitting on the, the speeder bike and he's like giving the riding lessons to the same yeah. people and he's like smiling and like bouncing up and down on it. That has been one of my favorite uh, gifts. I loved it. It's yeah. So I love that. <laughs> but it's like, I love the actor and I love what he's doing. I love that, that, that he said that he'd be open to playing, you know, like older, you know, clone troopers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be just be amazing to bring some more of those, you know, characters from clone wars into live action. It would be so cool to see. Um, I, at the end of the day, I, I still just love Star Wars, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to watch everything. <laughs> exactly. <And laughs> you, there's nothing there. This, they could literally say, we're going to follow a gonk droid for three hours. I'd be like, all right, let's see where he goes. You know, like I don't <laughs> care. Um, oh, also another, thing. <laughs> I, I like physically gasped when, uh, Ming Na Wen, her character fucking shot that gonk droid, dude. Oh, I know. And it exploded. And like, it I was exploded. like, oh, that's fucking amazing. I was like, oh, I didn't know it could blow up. It's <laughs> <That's> a walking <laughs> battery, right? <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, I thought he was like a, I thought he was like a glorified trash can with legs. You know, like I just thought that's what he was. But no, he's got like components in there, man. <laughs> that was brilliant. I loved, I loved when they got the slave one. And that's another thing that sucks is they can't call it slave one anymore. Oh yeah. And see, and that is like, I guess that it, I, as a fan, like I could care less. And there's some people being like, they changed the name. And it's like, well, no, he just said the class of ship it was rather than saying the ship's name. Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. a, it's a fire spray gunship. That's, that's like saying Luke's X-Wing. You're saying right. Boba's, fire spray it's it's kind of like the, the same thing and and it's like is it is it such an awesome and important and cherished part of the fandom that the, the boba's ship is named slave one and also it was like for a little bit there among the tuscans he was kind of their slave until he earned their respect so right i don't know maybe, maybe he had some change of faith with that but it's like also it's like i i feel like it's almost just people being cantankerous or wanting to be cantankerous and then just seizing on any reason to be like, they're not calling his ship a fucking slave anymore. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, is that the worst thing ever? Like, I guess I yeah. just don't care. It's like, they've changed so much shit in star Wars over the years that, that is controversial to where it's like the, the thing with, with Boba's ship's name. I, it's like, I could even care less about that. Right. Yeah. I, we got, we got uh, the same property that like fucking short, uh strawed um finn's character but people are fighting about you know the the slave you know i uh whatever i'm sorry i'm so salty when it comes to finn's like character arc in the sequels oh yeah they totally squandered that 
I loved him. I loved him in that first movie. And to give him nothing to really do. Okay, let me say something about The Last Jedi. I think The Last Jedi would have been an amazing movie if it wasn't in the Skywalker uh, uh, saga. Like, that felt like it should have been in Ryan Johnson's trilogy that he was supposed to make, you know? Um, because it just – it was so different. And – that's fine. You can have a different film. I'm just saying for a lot of people, like, and me included, I just, I just, I would have loved to have seen this type of movie as its own kind of thing, you know, because it was so different. Yeah. But yeah, I'll give you that. I, that and, yeah. you know, that makes a lot of sense too, because it is, you know, it, it has such a different feel from, from the bookends in the, in the yes. sequel trilogy and, God damn. And what's wild, too, is that Force Awakens just had so much promise. But do you think um, part of that yeah. promise is because, you know, kind of going back to that word that I used earlier with Boba Fett, it, it was the mystique of it, right? They they gave us tantalizing glimpses of several things and then just left all those threads hanging. And, and it was like the directors that then came in, like, didn't like I thought it was brilliant that that a lot of those theories and stuff like totally didn't pan out whatsoever in the last Jedi and Ryan Johnson was just like, nope, I'm going to go the total yeah. opposite direction on a lot of these things, which is cool and bold. And I, and I liked a lot of the things in the movie where he did that and I appreciate it, but I would have also loved to have seen whatever would have really carried on the story that was presented in force awakens. Cause it's clear that Ryan Johnson didn't care to carry on a lot of the points of that story. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And, and then with JJ coming back in after it to be like, no, no, we are going to pick those threads back up. It just felt so disjointed. But but it and just because Last Jedi is the the oddball in that bunch, it's like it's still a gem. And yeah, like there's I so mean, many I, epic scenes in it and visuals. I like, love it. Yeah. Like, I think it's so fun. Like all the stuff with Crate and it was just fantastic. The the visuals of of those ships going and just kind of dragging across the desert and then Luke Skywalker facing off against all of them. All the training stuff with Ray was really great. Uh we got we got actual puppet Yoda again, which was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. You know, lots of yeah. really great stuff in The Last Jedi. And and all so many people always gravitate to the oh, that Canto bite scene was just terrible and didn't need to be there. It's like like I, I agree, maybe not a hundred percent with you. I, I think some of that could have been reworked to to be a little bit better. But then having you know Broom Boy at the end, it kind of called back to the those people that were, you know, being, you know, in kind of like forced indentured servitude or whatever, you know, on, right. on Canto Bite. And it's like, well, you know, look at the lowest of the low, and you know, this kid has a connection to the Force, and and it was mm -hmm. kind of exciting seeing that you know. It reminds you that anybody in this galaxy can be born and be force sensitive, right? The midichlorians, right? Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> you know, for the longest time, I had a post-it note that in big black bold letters it said midichlorians, and I would keep it on my monitor. I kept it on there until the the glue on the post-it note wore off and it blew off one day. I had the windows <laughs> open, but it was to remind me when I'm writing that hey, sometimes less is more. Right. Like you don't you don't need to go like in and that. explain the magic because sometimes you fuck it all up when you do that. Oh my god. Dude, that, is, <laughs> that is so good. Ah, uh, dude. That's like blowing my mind right now. That is really good. So I need that. I need that post note. <laughs> 
dude, less is more. I think of that all the time. And it was something that my, my old high school art teacher, Mr. Butchie, used to always say. And it's like true for so many different things in life. Less is more. Right. You're right. I definitely agree. I think, um, I think also just there, there are a lot of people, uh, going back to star Wars. There are a lot of people that would just choose to say that the only things that are canon are those three movies. And you know what? That's a very happy little lifestyle you got, you know, <laughs> because like the worst thing you can really say is that the Ewoks look too much like teddy bears. Okay. Like that's it. Everything else was badass. Um, so, and I, and I get it, but you have all of this other knowledge and all these other movies. And yeah, I think honestly, like star Wars shot its load sometimes and like really just didn't know what to do with all of its content. But I mean, we do, we have these gems that you discussed and all the stuff that we've gotten because of it. And I don't know, like I'm excited for what's to come. Cause I, I want to know, you know, and um, like we said earlier, it's it's just Star Wars. It's just a constant thing now. And uh, for some people, that's just too much. They're like, no, it ended, you know, and that's fine. But for us, it's still going and we're still going to support it because it's Star Wars. Yeah, they, the canon is starting to get pretty big again, you know, because when when um Disney bought Lucasfilm and they wiped out all the legends canon and you know, they kind of picked and choose some of it. Cause like kind of Admiral Thrawn made his way over, which is pretty cool. Right. Cause you know, he was, one, he was arguably one of the best characters from the legends um, stuff. And I read a little bit of that, but then um, you know, when they wiped that all out and in the lead up to rise of Skywalker, I really dove in and, and, wanted to learn as much of this newer canon that was outside of the films and TV shows as possible. And so I read oh probably like the first hundred issues or so of the 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 Star Wars the main Star Wars book that Marvel was putting out. And mm-hmm. there's a, a Charles Soul run that's a, a Dar- that's on Darth Vader that is just spectacular. That I think it runs for probably twenty five issues or so and it is really great. Um so really recommend that and also the the dr afra series is really really fun too she's basically kind of like a a female quasi evil indiana jones set in the star wars universe okay and she's got these two droids with her that uh are kind of like an evil uh c3po and r2d2 right yes (laughs) yeah i remember steve steve and uh kobo were talking about this actually yes 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 steve was filling in a lot of info on these characters and yeah he was giving dr afra a lot of love and and rightly so because it is a very fun book and i i think i read shit maybe like eight or nine volumes of the trades uh before i ended up falling off of it um you know, and not because I lost interest or anything. I think it was just because I've read probably all the books that were available on Comicsology Unlimited. Oh yeah, <laughs> at the time, and then I was <laughs> like, "Oh, I gotta pay for the next one." Okay, it's just gonna be on the wish list. <laughs> right, right, right. But every once in a while, you luck you, out I'm on gonna Unlimited. Have you send me some of that. Oh I'm yeah, you, I'm gonna have you send me some of that, please. I'll send you the links to them because, especially that Darth Vader book, dude. That that Vader book, it picks up right at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm already in. You got me hooked. It, it picks like, up like it has the the panel of him waking up and screaming no, 
uh-huh. then he flips out and attacks Palpatine with the Force, and then Palpatine uses the Force to like bitch slap him so fucking hard, and basically says, "If you ever use the Force again against me again, I will fucking end you." Right. Oh, it's amazing. And then he tells him, you know, like, you know, now that you're a Sith Lord, you know, you need a you need a lightsaber. So you need to find a Jedi. You need to kill him. Take the kyber crystal from his saber and pour all of your your hate into it until the kyber crystal turns red. And that that now you'll be able to reconstruct uh, a, a Sith lightsaber. And so the whole first storyline is him going and finding, you know, a Jedi that's still alive and then challenging him and taking him out. And it's incredible. You send that to me, please. Because like, <laughs> absolutely. I, I grew up, I grew up with like two things in my life because of my mother. My mother was a huge Optimus Prime fan and a Darth Vader fan. Oh, now, how nice. cool is it to say that your mother was a fan of them? You know, <laughs> no shit. So, like, Darth Vader was very prominent in my life, even before I really got into Star Wars. And yeah, she like when we saw um, Revenge of the Sith in theaters, like she she was the fan that like clapped and wooed in the theater when he rose up. <laughs> and I'm like, that's it. This is this is my mother. You know, like it was awesome. Oh, well, so, you'll have to get the trades for this Darth Vader run and let her read it. I know. Well, yeah, I'm going to have to fucking like I, that's why I'm like, oh, I need it. Because she she'd be all over it, man. So that's that's really really awesome. And she's you know, I mean I'm not trying to like age my mother here, but you know she's she's getting up there in age and she still loves uh, Darth Vader. And she like when I told her that um, Hayden Christensen's coming back, you know as like maybe Darth Vader, she like said when does this is this out? You know like she just like, <laughs> I'm really excited about that news too. Yeah, me too, man. I. I'm super, super excited. And especially because Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, like they're, they're tight, you know, like they still value each other as friends. And I think that's really cool. And seeing them back together is going to be really fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, Oh wow. Now I'm, now I'm like racking my brain for other, uh, there's this really, really great Vader scene that's in star Wars rebels. Did you ever watch any of rebels? I never did. No, I've oh, never seen dude. it. Dude, um, I think it's a two part episode and I think it's called Shadow of the Empire. And it's mm-hmm. like Ezra's kind of gets um, swayed a bit by Darth Maul to to start looking into the, the dark side of the force a little bit more. And so he ends right. up going with Maul and they go to this like Sith temple that's underground. And then um, Ahsoka goes kind of like uh, Ahsoka and them go, go after him to try and find him. And basically Ahsoka gets to like the top of this temple and then Vader comes flying in and it's his TIE fighter that's flying itself. And he's fucking standing on top of the TIE fighter as it's flying in with his like lightsaber already out and like ignited. And then what? as it comes in, he jumps off the thing and lands in front of her and they start fighting. And in the duel, she like cuts off part of his mask and like fully see because like earlier in the season she fought him and she kind of sensed that I think this is Anakin, but she wouldn't have let herself believe it. And she cuts right. that part of his his helmet away and actually sees his face. And it is for for a for a cartoon, it is amazing. And it's easily a top five Star Wars moment in like the whole canon. 
And so, oh, so if you want to watch okay. nothing else from Rebels, just look through. It's maybe it might be the end of season two. It might be the two part finale for season two, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, but yeah, I'm Damn. pretty sure it's called Shadow of the Empire. And just that whole episode's fantastic with all the stuff okay. because it's got like Kanan fighting against uh, Maul and. Oh, it's oh, it's really good stuff. But just that, just seeing Vader flying in, standing on top of his Tie Fighter, it's like, are you shitting me? <laughs> yeah, that's shit they can't really do in live action. Well, I mean, they probably could now, but like you know, around that time, you just wasn't really thought of like that. You know, that's fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, you're already convincing me. Like I said, I'm, I'm gonna have to watch this. I'm gonna have to watch all of it. You know, because I want to. You know, I want to get back into Star Wars and, um. I'm just I'm I'm super glad that the hype is dying down on Spider-Man, especially for me personally, um, <laughs> because like I, it was like controlling every aspect of my you, life. <laughs> you were riding a huge wave there for a while and you had so many movies to cover with it, too. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Like everything about it was super fun. And I had a friend, you know, who was on our on our show um, who never saw the Sam Raimi trilogy. You know, so like he had no idea about Green Goblin or Dr. Octopus, any of them. Oh, and amazing. For me to like be able to experience that with him was just it was top, dude. Like you couldn't you couldn't take that away from me. Oh, that was like, so. yeah, I bought the like a bundled collection on digital with with all those movies. And then. Right. Um, so my my 14 year old uh, had never seen them. And so then he dove into him and then I was catching him watching, rewatching him on his own. And he's like, oh, oh I'm my just re- God, just rewatching the Spider-Man movies. They're so cool. And I'm like, oh, yes. Proud um, father. Uh, so after watching No Way Home and then seeing, you know, all these other movies before, how do you feel about an amazing Spider-Man three with Andrew Garfield? Uh, it's warranted. I mean, I was I was with it in 2014 when it was rumored, you know. Oh, nice. I, yeah, I. I loved I loved Andrew Garfield. I his movies just were not strong, you know. Like he, yeah, the he writing just wasn't shelved. there for him. Yeah, he got really shelved with how like his Spider Man was treated. Um, they just were thinking too big on world bend or world building because of the Avengers and everything that came through with that and how successful it was. They're just like, well, we got to do this, we got to do that. They're just trying to match up with them and you can't just don't match up with marvel no don't put the cart before the horse it's exactly what warner brothers did yes dc like look where it's at now and like i said i want to get back to that a little bit but um they were just going too far and it just it it just made amazing spider-man 2 just unbearable um with what they did and i mean i still watch it obviously because it's spider-man and that's like the best looking suit ever is uh the amazing spider-man 2 suit that is one of my favorite suits i'm a big fan of that suit too yeah so i want it and i need it and uh somebody's gonna make it it's gonna happen i i'm a full believer he's gonna be in this morbius uh that's why like it got cut back to april um, I think, you know, there's just a lot, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's some stuff in the, in the making. I think that, uh, Andrew Garfield should be like in the same universe as Tom Hardy's Venom. Um, give us a different Eddie Brock if you want for the MCU. I don't care at this point. Just make, make whatever you want because you, you did it. Like you, you brought the fans back to Andrew Garfield. You know what I mean? Yes. And so, you can literally do whatever you want and 
with what they did with No Way Home, I mean, I have full faith in everything that they come out with. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. Um, there, there's a part of me that still worries if if like Sony is a hundred percent in control and something like yes, because you know they were a hundred percent control on on the first two amazing movies. And so it's like, do they really know a good script when they see one is, 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 I don't know, is, is like Feige just so much more on the ball that, that that's why No Way Home was so good. But then again, to tell you the truth, I, I thought like, what, what would it have been? Homecoming and Far From Home. I mean, they're kind of mid-level MCU movies for me. Whereas, right. whereas no, I feel like wrong. No Way Home was like a whole different level of of quality entertainment. Yeah, know? it made it made the Spider Man trilogy um, <laughs> almost said bearable, but that's not true. <laughs> I Far From Home, I just have personal problems with it, but Homecoming, it's just super cute. You know, so and it is a fun movie. You know, yeah, it's it's just it, you take it with however much you can with having fun with a high schooler. You know, well that could have came out better phrasing (laughs) (laughs) but like no way home is such an adult film yes and like it it was just perfect in the way that it was uh it it just made peter grow up so much in it and that's why like i i'm with it and i think sony has learned from their mistakes of as you said putting the cart before the horse uh because of just like what we got with Amazing Spider-Man 2, I mean, they have a good thing going with Venom. I mean, yeah, I know that's kind of like dicey and some people really hate Venom or didn't care for the movies. I love them just because they're dumb, you know? <laughs> I and still Tom haven't Hardy, seen the second great. one. I see it. It's it's If anything, it's on the same, if not just a little less on the caliber of the first one. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it to be on something that's streaming. And, and right. for sure, I will watch it. Um, hey. You know, what I was saying with, with not having 100% faith in Sony, I think Into the Spider-Verse is probably the best Spider-Man movie. No, there's no probably about it. That is. And, I mean, it's. And, I, I gave it a three was, out of three. And, and that was 100% Facebook. on their watch. So, mm-hmm. you know, that gives me faith. <laughs> I mean, but it also had Phil Lord and Chris Miller uh, yes. attached to it. Yeah. And, and I can't they, wait for the sequel to that. Yeah, I and the way they're talking about it with the different styles. I was for just going to say that. Yeah, dude, I'm yeah. excited about that. It's it's after No Way Home cuz like I had a buddy ask me, "Would you rather see No Way Home now or uh see Into the Spider-Verse 2?" And obviously, like there was no fucking way I was going to say into the Spider-Verse 2 because, like, I think we we're, like, three days from No Way Home when he asked me that. Uh-huh. Like, are you serious? Like, are you seriously going to ask me that? <laughs> um, but, like, now that No Way Home is done, I'm like, all right, cool. And the Spider-Verse 2, let's bring it. Bring like, it. <laughs> I can't wait, dude. I cannot wait. Dude, Into the Spider-Verse, I remember catching that in 3D, and it was the best 3D experience I've ever had to the point where if if I could just get like a magic movie ticket and I could mm-hmm. go in and re-experience, you know, that movie again, I think almost every time I would pick Into the Spider-Verse there in 3D because it was just so mind-blowing to me. Um, I haven't yeah. seen a lot of movies in 3D. That was probably, I mean, I could probably count on one hand the amount of times. I generally wear glasses and so it's a real pain in the dick. 
to yes to, yeah. to put the 3d these glasses new glasses on. that they use they're not they're not they're not it bro <laughs> well, they're not as fun and I, I was like you can buy like clip-on sunglasses and so can you buy clip-on like 3d glasses but apparently it's like if you have ones that don't match with that film they're not going to work for you right right oh, so i shit. guess not all yeah. 3d glasses are created equally i don't know enough about the technology <laughs> you were on to something there i'm just saying like i was with you i was like getting my pen and paper you know i was like let's patent this shit but yeah you're totally right there's there's technology in that that i one i don't care enough you know you know what i should do is just the next time i'm at the theater seeing anything else i need to just grab a pair of the 3d glasses out of the box and then go home and just deconstruct them and get the hot glue gun out (laughs) with some paper clips and make my own (laughs) i i want that to happen now like i really hope you do that (laughs) or it's like i'm just not lazy and i put my contacts in for a few hours (laughs) (laughs) i feel that i feel that my eyes just don't jive with contacts. It's like I, as soon as they go in there, I'm on a timer. Like, when oh, I, dude. Yeah. When I've talked to those people, they're like, oh, I haven't changed my contacts in a month. I'm like, how? Oh, uh, do you like whenever you take them out or whatever? Does it feel like there's like little pebbles in your eyes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that yeah. shit would not let me sleep, man. Like and then I would grab like the fuck what the solution and just unscrewing just dab it in my eye you know because yeah. i'm just like i need to sleep just and fully like squirting it in from the big bottle yeah i've been oh, there you're not squirting <laughs> i'm talking pouring you know like i'm seeing i'm seeing like universes i've not even yet explored because of it <laughs> like there's no way in hell i was gonna let that shit because so yeah i just stopped with contacts because they just got to the point where it's just too annoying you know so yeah. i just i just wear glasses full time yeah, there, there's certain activities that I have to have contacts for. Like if I'm oh for sure. Like like last Sunday, my wife and I took my dad out hiking to uh, this place in Iowa called Whitewater Canyon, and so we did this you know snowy hike, and I can't wear glasses on like a snowy hike because after like a half hour, I start sweating. The glasses or the ambient air temperature, and they just immediately fog up, and I can't see shit. Oh, God, yeah. And, and I'm there with you, man. Yeah, and for the sort of hike we were doing, it's like, I really need to be able to see <laughs> where yes. I'm going so that I don't <laughs> slip and fall down the world's worst slip and slide. Right. <laughs> <laughs> for the sake of everybody, Joe, don't do that. Yes, oh wear God. the contacts, for sure. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'll, I'll get, you know, like a year's, like my year subscription of contacts that I got like two years ago, like mm-hmm. I'm only like a halfway through it. Or something right. like that. And so I, my contacts are usually like a little bit older prescription than my glasses because I'll tend to like, you know, get those redone all the time. But aren't uh, we like, isn't it just so shitty that our eyes get worse? Yeah, it's fucking terrible. I've been wearing glasses since I think the third grade. I'm I'm totally over it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the stupidest thing. And then there's people that have like 20-20 vision. And I'm just like, what did you do? <laughs> what got you this like why you know i I looked out in one aspect i'm 41 and i've never had a cavity okay that's where i'm lucky yeah my eyesight's bad (laughs) (laughs) take what take what you can get right (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's funny um oh i do want to ask you uh because i want to run it round it back out with some uh dc are you super hyped for uh everything we're hearing with the flash and batgirl uh yeah i mean i'm i'm hesitantly excited to go into these i'm very excited with the flash movie um number one i just love 
the Flash character. I'm a big fan of him in the comics. Um, right. Just the whole concept of that character, I think his power is really, really cool. Um, uh, amongst all the speeder, the speedsters that I've ever seen in, in comics and pop culture and stuff, you know, the Flash continues to be my favorite. Both, it, both, both Wally West and um, um, uh, uh, Barry, like b- big fans of of that character. And so I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it in this and and really jazzed to see Michael Keaton come back because, yeah, you know, I mean, I was I was born in in 1980. And so that 89 Batman was something that I had on VHS, like recorded off of like HBO and I would oh watch it over and over and over. So, I mean, in in a way, like, you know, Adam West was the first Batman I ever saw. Because, like, I remember being a little, little kid, like, riding my bike to the public library and checking out uh, the Batman movie <laughs> on right, VHS that, tape. And, 66, and, right? Yes, yes. And, and yeah, watching the that, the, you know, sometimes you can't get rid of a bomb. You know, like, <laughs> like I remember that when I was a kid. And then when, right. like when the Michael Keaton Batman came out, I was mind fucking blown. Like I I loved everything about it, like how dark and gritty it was. And so, you know, really growing up, Michael Keaton was my Batman and, you know, all those other Schumacher films that followed after it. I was like, no, nope, swing and a miss, swing and a miss. Nope. Right. Christian Bale was, he was okay as Batman, Um, you know, live action. He was, probably my second favorite but i feel like as those movies went on his batman got more and more cartoonish like in a way like no i the, agree with you it, yeah. like he went overboard on the gruff voice and like i didn't oh hate, my god i didn't cancer hate, batman oh yeah and i i understand why they went with the the change in the look that they did in the dark knight but i i wasn't a fan of like the motorcycle helmet batman suit i just thought it was kind of weird looking Right. Um, so yeah, huge fan of seeing Keaton come back in, and and also like he's going to be in the Batgirl show too, right? That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. That's kind of what I was gazing at. Yeah, I'm very excited because um, they're going to have a Robin, maybe for Batgirl. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah, and I I saw. I think it's Leslie Grace. I don't quote me on it, but uh, she's going to be Batgirl. Um, and her suit, it obviously the first look, it looks like a motorcycle outfit, you know, but I'm very excited to see it, I guess, in action. Because, um, I mean, like how how radiant can you be with a purple suit, you know, so I'm, I'm holding my reservations until it comes out, but I'm super excited for it. I'm I don't know why Batgirl and I don't have a history. I mean, other than Alicia Silverstone. That's her name. Oh right? no! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's like my only <laughs> real t- and and the '90s cartoon. Um, but as Barbara, and so like I don't know. I'm just super excited to see. But like, you know, there's a huge rumor that the Flash is going to basically erase the Snyderverse. Um, and I'm in the minority that I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, I just I want some kind of course correction. And if that means like we have to get rid of Ben Affleck. okay, we got to get rid of Henry Cavill. I hate it. I hate it. Oh, I hate that, too, dude. But like, okay, like if, you know, you got to outweigh the bad with the good. I'm I would even be fine if they just get rid of Shazam. Like, I know that that's, you know, a thing. And the movie was good, but. I just, I, they just need a hard reset, dude. Yeah. I don't see them getting rid of Shazam though. That was, or Aquaman. 
because no, they're they, not because those movies made money. And at the end of the day, this is still a business. And also what they got yep. the rock, you know, with this throbbing heart on for black Adam yeah. <laughs> and, and with him being, you know, basically a Shazam character. Power, <laughs> yeah. And with him being, I, you know, basically a Shazam character, I, I don't see him getting rid of Shazam. And in no. Zachary Levi, that casting and everything leading up to it, I was just like, nope, nope, barf in my mouth. This looks bad. And then I watched the movie and I was like, I didn't hate it. Like, it, that was actually a pretty mm-hmm. entertaining movie. I, I did enjoy Shazam. It's it's not one that that I rush back to rewatch, but I mean, that's I can really kind of say the same with almost any of those DC movies. I just, they don't have the same rewatchability for me that the others do. Um, yeah, you're not wrong. And I mean, Aquaman, I, I mean, I don't know if you loved it or not. And if you did great, I fucking hated that movie. <laughs> I watched like it I, precisely one time and I was like, that's enough for me. I, we watched it. We watched it as I, when did it come out? Like 2019 or 18? I can't remember. Something like Either that, way, yeah. like we saw it on New Year's Eve and we're like, we're going to watch Aquaman for like the new year. Like when it hits midnight, we'll still be in the theater. And like. Yeah, it hit midnight and we were still watching the movie and I'm sitting there like, I just want to fucking leave. Like I it was it was not for me, man. That movie was not was not good. And I hate to say this, but I went to the gym and I went to and I went on the treadmill, you know, just to just to run. And I always just watch whatever's on because they have like 10 TVs going. And one of them was Aquaman. And I just like I got up. And like <laughs> went to the row of treadmills that don't have TVs because I just did not want that. I just didn't care. Like I couldn't do it. This is gonna fuck so up my like, run. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nope. Today's just a music day. We're just gonna, yeah. So oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> I just can't. I don't care about Jason. Moore. Like he's fine. I don't have any personal problem with him. He did like a water fight with Jimmy Fallon, and that was fucking hilarious. If you've never seen that check out i think it's like a water fight or something but the way that man just bitch slapped jimmy fallon in the face with with water (laughs) i could not believe it it was great so check that out uh on youtube at some point but yeah i'm a big fan of jason momoa just as a person like he's he's just a really cool guy um he's really huge into rock climbing too and so you can see videos on youtube of him like hanging out and rock climbing with chris sharma which, you know, oh, like shit. Chris Sharma is like he was he's like for a very long time, like he held the the top spot as like the world's strongest climber. And then he eventually got overtaken by this Czech kid named Adam Andra, who is like now oh. the best climber. But like to see right. Jason Momoa as, you know, like a climber, like getting to like hang out and basically party with Chris Sharma. It's like that has to be like fucking mind blowing experience and like. You know, he right. just seems like such a cool guy. The videos looked like they were having a lot of fun. And I was like, God damn, I, I'd go climbing with Jason Momoa. I could show him some shit around Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> you know what cracks me up more than anything with Jason Momoa is his relationship, like friendship that he has with Amelia Clark. And it cracks me up because of like, I just think of that Game of Thrones scene or like the like Game of Thrones, like with those characters and just their dynamic in that show. And then <laughs> like seeing them outside. I'm just like, God, this just feels so weird to watch. Like just their friendship and everything with with what they had to go through. But I could say the same thing about fucking Euphoria, too. 
you know oh, right are, are you watching that show um i'm not current on it i watched almost all of the first season and i think there was only a couple episodes i had to finish and that was one of those shows that i had like a like i loved it but then the show also just made me feel terrible at the oh same my time God, dude it's, it's not a it's not a pick-me-up show no it, it's it's not a feel-good show <laughs> it's it's yeah. dark it's dark and as a parent <laughs> You know, it it just oh makes you be God. like, oh, yeah. oh man. Looking at it from that light too, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't even like put that together. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh. no, it's, yeah. good God, because <laughs> it's I one can't... of those things that it's like, <laughs> you know, all all the different things that, I mean, you I mean, you grew up in that age. Like you had Facebook when you were 14, so that you weren't you, doing you, that shit. Be, I'm gonna tell well, you that no, much. but I mean, you kind of grew up with this this age where, like, how old were you when you got your first smartphone? Mm, I was uh, 16. Yeah. See, I couldn't imagine being a 16 year old with like what, what yeah. is essentially a, like a high tech porn box in your hand. Right. I don't like show you iPhone anything. four. Yeah. It was a bar of soap, but man, it, yeah. It, <laughs> bar of soap. I'll just leave it there. I mean, it's. Yeah. <laughs> no, I totally know what you mean. I had an iPhone four for many years as a work phone. And so, yeah, yeah, I totally know what you mean. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to, I'm going to just like definitely say it's, it's obviously just gotten to the point where it's like, I don't even, I'm scared to, and you're like, you know, just in the, not in the thick of it. I'm trying to find the right word. I mean, like you have a 14 year old son, you said? Yeah. Yeah. 14 year old and 11 year old, both boys. So, I mean, at some okay. point we're going to be crossing, yes. crossing that threshold. <laughs> right, right, right. And so like. I, I can't even imagine, and especially with just like what we're, what even I was um, exposed to at that age, you know, um, and like shit's so easy now. I mean, Netflix really got popular, I think, when I was a senior in high school, and like you could literally just watch people having sex on screen right in front of you, no parental control or anything. If like you already don't put up those parameters, but like, it's that easy. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's, uh, wow. We live in a day and age of like just instant access to almost anything. And so many people anything. just, you know, have that phone on them at all times. And, and to think of the sort of shit that you could be looking up, you know? Right. And, and so, I mean, that, I don't know, that that's kind of like what that euphoria show highlights is that it's like, in this day and age, you know, kids can be subjected to so much hardcore, you know, pornography and imagery and stuff like that online that it's like before they're even 18, it's like they yeah. are, you know, they can have some really fucked up kinks that, you know, back in the day, like you'd have to probably be an adult, you know, before you'd wander into that, that goes, sort of fetishes you know? and shit like that. <laughs> but to now it's be like, you know, to, to be able to like, look at that sort of stuff. It's like, when does that start to desensitize you? And when does it start to put you down a rabbit hole of like needing to look up more and more fucked up and depraved acts, <laughs> you know, like, to cause en I mean, to enjoy your own physical, uh, like relationship with somebody. Yeah, exactly. And so like euphoria is kind of one of those shows where it, it kind of highlights a lot of that, that it's like, you know, you're yeah, right. I mean, this is, this is what it's like now in this day and age for, for, for kids coming of age in this. And who it can be, can be pretty scary. Um, yeah, you're right. And I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. I like, I really am, uh, because 
as as you know just for me i mean i don't even have any kids yet and so like they're that's not even a thought of my mind and you're you're totally right and i mean yeah i wouldn't even want to watch that show (laughs) (laughs) like if i'm you know but yeah i totally get it um damn that got serious yeah i remember when i finished the first season she just kept being like you got to finish that. You got to finish it so we can talk about it. And then, then I just never got around to it. So yeah, at some point I'll, I'll get back to it because it was very compelling TV. And, yeah. and, and I think Zendaya is just a, an amazing actress. Um, I love, you know, I love, I love her as MJ in the Spider-Man movies. And I absolutely loved her performance in Malcolm and Marie. Um, oh, she's just dude. fantastic. That movie, like uh, we did a bonus episode on that as soon as it came out, because I was so moved by it. Yeah, it was a very mo- and like you. That's one of those ones where I never would have watched that if it weren't for the fact that I was going to be on scenic cast that week, and it was just one of the ones I had to watch. Can I just say, Kova and Steve really know how to fucking do that. They'll like give you the list of movies, and there's like at least two out of the four that I've never heard of, and. <laughs> Uh, they had me watching this animated movie and I was like, I would have never found this, but thank God I did. And the passing, I don't know if you've seen that. Um, we talked about oh, that's that the one in... with Aquafina, right? No, that it's with, um, Tessa Thompson. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. 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 Passing's that new one. I was thinking of yeah. the farewell, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that. And, uh, Aquafina, man, I really did, was never exposed to her until Shang-Chi. And I really, I really like her, but yeah, I she was great. Um, Shang Chi, wasn't she? She was amazing. That was and such a fun character. Like comparing her to Darcy from Thor two, nah, get the fuck out of here. Oh no, no. no yeah. my kids connected with her character so much. Um, we were we were on a kick for a while. We were listening to classic rock every time we were having supper, and so then uh-huh. for whatever reason. At some point during supper, Hotel California would start to play. And like my kids would just start laughing because they'd think of the scene of oh, her. The dog doesn't have yeah. <laughs> They think of her doing it like for the art of confusion. And then also oh. the the you know the the scene at the end with them singing with Wong. And yes, you know, yeah. oh yeah, that, that movie really, really connected with with, with both good. my kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love Shang-Chi. Like Wasn't what, just such a breath of fresh air. It from absolutely like, was from everything, dude. I mean, just like our our climate of today, um, the weirdness of getting Black Widow after that should have came out in 2016. Like, just we needed Shang Chi at that moment. Yeah. Well, in in leading up to it, I just kept saying, you know, it's like I'm not that familiar with the character other than, you know, he's he's a master of martial arts, and it's like we live mm-hmm. in this age now where there are truly brilliant martial arts films to be found out there that have next level fight choreography, like, like think of like right. the raid movies or the, or the, the night, ra- the night comes for sad. us. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> like, there's, there's all these great movies out there that just have this next level fight choreography. And that's what I wanted to see in the MCU. And they absolutely brought it with Shang-Chi. They did. And then mixing yeah. in, you know, the Wuxi style also like with, um, you know, the effects that kind of look like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, everything blended together so well in it. And, and having Tony Leung is playing his father and oh, just absolutely spectacular movie. It was so much fun. The soundtrack for it was killer. That Spotify killer. playlist yes. was just on repeat for the longest time on my phone. And 
Woo. Damn, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Big I, fan. This is awesome. I, I'm how long, I mean, like, why did it take us this long to fucking talk to each other? You know, like this is, <laughs> I, I'm like agreeing with everything you're saying, dude. And I, I love it, man. I love it. I love your opinions on that. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and speaking of Spotify playlists, now the, the peacemaker one has been so fucking great. <laughs> I can't get enough of it, man. It's I'm so saying good. James Gunn like compiled it, you know, for the for the I mean for the one that I found. I don't know if if you're listening to the same one. It's like yeah, uh, he yep, compiled that it same himself. one. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll put a link to it up genius. too because it's 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 just too good. Where if you if you're loving the show Peacemaker and and you're you're loving the the soundtrack for it so far, you got to get on the Spotify playlist because it's great. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's Hell just yeah. It's so good. Uh, in the intro for that show. Oh, I'm so in love with it. I've watched it almost every I, day on YouTube. I cannot believe you just said that because I literally was just about to say that. It's like how I wake <laughs> up. I put that on. I love it, dude. You know, I think my favorite part of it, too, is eagerly flying in at the end. And then he like yes. glances down at the ground and steps forward like he's trying to be properly on his mark. It's so fucking <laughs> funny. I and this is just me, but thank because I know James Gunn loves this. You know he can take like a furry creature and add a voice to it. I'm just so glad that Eagly can't talk. Like oh yeah, I, I want <laughs> that might have pushed it of, too far. Yeah, kind of like with the Groot setting a little bit where he's using a lot of like physical comedy and and uh just like physical like features to get a point across instead of like having them talk i mean not saying anything against rocket but i just i like that style and i think james gunn just has a lot of fun and he's really good at like creating these like these characters come to life <laughs> yeah 100 percent, dude oh i can't wait for you to see this next episode episode four is very oh i can't good. wait all right, I'm going to fucking ask you this now, just even though, like, we we could easily talk about this uh, off air. And if you want to cut this out, you're more than welcome to. Um, if you watch Super, like, relatively soon or even not, let's get you on a bonus episode. I want to talk to you about this movie. Okay, with sure. With my co-host. Yeah, we'll put it we'll put it somewhere in the books. But I would love to, like, actually dive into that movie because I need to see it again. Yeah, and I'd never even heard of it until you told me about it. I'm I'm pulling up Just yeah. Watch right now to see if it's if it's streaming anywhere. If not, dude, I'm gonna fucking buy it and then I'll just give you my download information. <laughs> like I'm serious. Like because that's how much I want you to watch it. <laughs> okay, it's streaming on on AMC Plus Prime Video, Roku Channel AMC Plus, and Plex. I don't think I have any of those. I'll, I'll hook you up. I promise. <laughs> nice. we'll, we'll talk more off air, but yeah, uh, super for any, I'm serious. Anybody see super it's, it's glorious. It's got Nathan Fillion in it. Oh dude. It's so fucking, oh, it's got Liv Tyler <laughs> in it too. Yes. Yeah. she plays uh, the love interest. I'll just kind of leave it there. Uh, of course, Michael Rooker and Sean Gunner in it. That's awesome. Oh, it's got <laughs> dude, Linda Cardellini in it too. And I, Nathan, yeah. Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Yep. 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 I'm serious. Like, Okay, you heard it here first, folks. Real Zodiac is going to be doing this episode. We're going to make it happen. So <laughs> Synopsis. After his wife falls under the influence of a drug dealer, an everyday guy transforms himself into Crimson Bolt, 
a superhero with the best intentions, though he lacks for heroic skills. <laughs> and it's Shut rated up, R. Prime. Only an hour and yeah. 36 minutes. Fuck yeah, give it to me. <laughs> Hell yeah. And if you like the intro to Peacemaker, get ready, dude, because it's animated. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> the movie isn't animated, just the intro. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So uh I can't wait. Oh my god. Now that just made me I'm gonna fucking watch it probably tonight. So <laughs> <laughs> perfect, dude. Yeah, yeah. L- l- th- no, that'll be fun. You just let me know and send me a link to how I can watch it or whatever, and, and yeah, we'll make it happen. Hell yeah. Oh, uh, dude, sure, I've man. had the best time talking with you. I'm so glad that you took the time to the you know, you took time out of your schedule to come on. It really means a lot to me. Oh, dude, I would love to do this again. This was this is perfect. This is a cap on a great week. I'm serious. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%, dude. We are doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell people again where they can get more of you in their lives. Yes, so uh, The Real Zodiac is uh, my primary stuff. You'll see that uh, we have our new feed with our new logo. It's orange, and it's really poppy. It's really beautiful. Sharp. Done by my co-host, Beth. Yes, it's amazing. Um, and I can say that because I didn't make it. You know, I'm not blowing my own horn. Um, <laughs> she she does great. She's great to have uh, as a co-host. She's We've done some great stuff with the show. Um, we got a new intro and everything. Uh, we're just really trying to revamp and get with the time. So check that out on anything. iTunes, Spotify. Uh, we're everywhere. Just look us up. iHeartRadio. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter at Chad Vader 14. I don't really tweet that much. And I usually just use Twitter to just follow more Spider-Man stuff. That's literally <laughs> all I do. Um, but you can find the show on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook. And like I said, uh, Joe, I'll tell you first when I get this, we get this website up, but I'm super excited for that. So be on the lookout for that peeps. It'll be on the real Zodiac, uh, Facebook page and yeah, so that's, that's mostly it. Nice. Yeah. Be sure and check that out. Real Zodiac. Really, really good movie. Oh, and it's there, dude. R E E L. I should yeah, make sure to put that out. Like, I, that is real. something that we should have brought up a long time ago. This isn't real Zodiac, you know, like yeah. like like the killer with with weird right, notes right, to yeah. decipher. This is R E E L. You're not. Yeah, we are not doing Zodiac killer. Like we're not. We're not in that <laughs> stuff. We're. It is just R E E L Zodiac killer not involved. <laughs> the only it's thing that's, the only thing that's that killer here is Zodiac. the podcasting. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Like, I, I can't thank you enough. This was so much fun. You're, like I said, I said this off air, you are one of, like, the best guys I've gotten to know in uh, the Leftover Army. And I've always enjoyed you uh, guesting on other shows and then obviously having this show. I, I can't wait to soak up more of the star cast. Oh, thank you. That's so kind of you, dude. <laughs> and I'll definitely get you on again. This has been too much fun. Um, perfect yeah uh, so yeah if you want to find more of me i'm on twitter at the tubby ninja you can find Starkcast page on facebook thank you all very much for listening until next time this has been Starkcast. <laughs>